Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 394. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Stop worrying about your files. They're safe with Carbonite. Spend more time on your business, not in it. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE to get two free months when you buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Are you tired of going back and forth with just one designer on your newest logo or design project? Dish the frustration and visit 99designs.com slash fire to get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Aaron Giles. Aaron, are you prepared to ignite? I am. All right. Aaron is the founder of End Sex Trafficking Day and a business philanthropy consultant who helps businesses find a cause they're passionate about and create a campaign so they start a movement. Aaron believes hope is alive and is in us all, and she has been seen on USA Today, Inc., Forbes, and the Huffington Post. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Aaron, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us a little overview of your business. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, John. I really appreciate it. So I really got started in my business uh, once I had my daughter. I desperately wanted to leave my day job and um, knew I could create like so many others were online, an online business that wasn't, you know, some scam that you see on Craigslist or something. So I got really fired up about doing that. And, you know, a couple months down the road felt like, I really didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, we found ourselves in financial troubles because right after I quit my job, my husband got laid off. And, you know, here I am with a master's degree and a bruised ego because we're, you know, on food stamps and things were just looking awful. And, um, you know, I ended up taking on Insex Trafficking Day and everything after that completely shifted. I connected with a lot of amazing people and realized just how many entrepreneurs were craving to do good with their business, but didn't have any direction in that area. There weren't really any entrepreneurs in that space. So that's really how I got started doing that. And I love it. Well, that's powerful stuff, Aaron. We are going to be diving way more into all of that later on in the interview. And I do just kind of want to bring up a point because a lot of people that I interview were spurred to leave their quote unquote full-time corporate jobs or whatever they were doing at the time when they did have a child because they really wanted to spend more time and be doing more things they were passionate about. So there's a lot of reasons why that happened. And obviously it's not super easy to start up an entrepreneurial business, especially when you do have a child because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of demands on your time. But the reality is, and I actually talked about this when I was interviewed on Pat Flynn's show, Smart Passive Income recently, which I call the baby effect because I saw Mm -hmm. so many of my guests on Entrepreneur on Fire they have just had kids when they point to when they actually turn their business around. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a kid and there's that little baby that's just 100% dependent on you and on you actually taking care of it, there is no failure. You're Mm -hmm. willing to go the extra mile. You're willing to push the envelope. You're willing to put yourself in a very uncomfortable situation if need be to be successful. And you didn't just give up. Your husband got laid off. Mm -hmm. You guys just didn't pack it in. You kept 
rolling those dice and really seeing when you could really figure things out. And then you got there. So mm-hmm. Aaron, let's dive into that in a little bit. But right before we do, I want you to share with us your success quote, your mantra. Take it away. Yeah, those who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do by the amazing Steve Jobs. Yes. Now, apply that to your life, Aaron. How have you actually done something along these lines to apply this mantra? Well, I mean, I will tell you, me just quitting my job without having like this big financial uh, savings plan, you know, tens of thousands of dollars saved up, that to me was completely crazy. And completely crazy to those in my family. And there were people, including my mom, that I did not tell them I was leaving my job (laughs) until about two weeks before because I knew all I was going to get was doubt and cause anxiety and worry. So that really, um, you know, that that changed our world definitely for the better. But when it comes to, you know, the world as a whole, you know, taking on NSEX Trafficking Day you know, at first to me was really about raising a whole bunch of money. You know, I had this goal of like 25,000 in a day with the launch of the book last year and it didn't happen. And for several months I felt like it, it had failed and I didn't want to talk about it. And it was really a sore spot for me. But when I began to realize just how many people were inspired to do something with their business or were educated about sex trafficking for the first time, I really began to realize that it's not necessarily all about the money you raise because once that's spent, you know, those lives are changed. There are more lives that need to be changed. But when you inspire people to do something that, you know, as you know, it has a ripple effect and it can last a lifetime. Oh, talk about a ripple effect. And that's one reason why I'm so honored to be the host of Entrepreneur on Fire because the ripple effect that this has, the fact that I can be a conduit, Aaron, for messages like yours, which are so inspiring and are doing so well in the world. And Entrepreneur on Fire is listened to in over 145 countries. So the ripple effect can truly be profound. It's all because of guests like yourself, Aaron, that are willing to come on and share their journey, be open and honest. And speaking of that journey, let's really focus on that now because you spoke about leaving your job and you decided to do that because you really wanted to spend more time with your daughter. You really were passionate about being there for her and about providing for yourself in a way that you were passionate about. But it didn't start off with a bang. And very few of these stories do because we need to fail and then fail and then fail and learn from all of these and Mm -hmm. then finally find out what does work for us through these lessons learned. So take us to that time. Take us when you left your job and those first few months that were very difficult. Talk to us about some of those challenges, some of those failures. Really tell us the story, Aaron. We want to be there with you Mm -hmm. when this is happening. Well, you know, I thought if I, you know, I got the good looking side up, which I was blessed to have because my husband is a graphic designer. So I thought if I got the good looking side <laughs> up and, and got the, the work with me page and, you know, a couple coaching offerings, you know, for where I would be working with um, female entrepreneurs that really just, just wanted to basically do what I did, just have the courage to start something and get out there and do it. Um, you know, I thought that that PayPal would be blowing my email up every day, apparently. <laughs> You've got money. <laughs> right. And it totally wasn't happening. You know, I had I had a couple of clients here and there, but it was just drips and it was so slow and so discouraging. And, you know, blogging became monotonous and I just... Well, Erin, what was that first idea? What was the first challenge you undertook? 
really, really just to help entrepreneurs shine online, as I called it. And and like I said, I didn't have the clarity. There was no overall, you know, core value or really anything. I just knew that that I wanted to work with female entrepreneurs and I loved encouraging them. But other than that, I was completely clueless. <laughs> so let's kind of step back here for a second, Aaron, because this is such a great learning point for Fire Nation. When we start as entrepreneurs, I was the exact same way. Aaron, you were obviously the same way. You want to have this wide open niche that you can just serve anybody yeah. and everybody. I mean, for you, you narrowed it down by females, but that was about it. Besides yeah. that, you wanted to, you know, not let anybody think that they weren't the perfect client for you. And that's the exact opposite tact that we need to mm-hmm. take. When we start as entrepreneurs, Fire Nation, you need to super, uber, uber niche down into where you feel like there might be only a handful of people in this world that fit that niche. But guess what? There's a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And then as you gain experience and clients, then you can start to move out. And it wasn't until Erin got into sex trafficking, such a niche, that she really saw that she was really blowing up and able to then move out from there. So Erin, speak to that for a moment. Well, you know, once once I took on Unsex Trafficking Day and I, I knew I wanted to create some sort of co- coaching problem program with my business solely because I thought, oh, this will be it. This is how I'll make some money. I just need to make a program, right? right. And so, so, but the idea finally came to me with the help of a mentor of mine, Erica Learmark from Daily Whip. And she's like, Erin, you need to teach people how you're doing this. You know, you've gotten... Seth Godin on board to write for your book and he had no clue who you are and you raised $10,000 in 30 days. This is what you need to teach women how to do is to find their cause, build it into their business, you know, ask big names and get yeses so that, you know, it'll be successful and it'll build a reputation and, and boost their brand. And so, you know, I completely rebranded everything just a year after branding it in the first place and let go of my fear of, you know, like you said, just really narrowing in on this handful of people. And sure enough, there are people that, that are looking for that service. Right. And thankfully, I am the one to be doing that. I love that for so many reasons, Aaron. Again, we are so scared when we first start off that we're going to not appeal to everybody. So we try to appeal to everybody and that's the exact wrong move. Yeah. But when you became known for this one little tiny niche, whenever someone's like, wow, that was cool. How'd you do that? Guess who the one person that they said? Aaron Giles. And you got referrals and you were talked about. You've appeared. I mean, let's go through it again. The USA Today, Inc., Forbes, and the Huffington Post. I mean, you don't get that just by trying to inspire entrepreneurs to chase their passions because then you're lost in a sea of hundreds of thousands of other people who are claiming to do the same exact thing. Exactly. I found the exact similar success with Entrepreneur on Fire. I decided my unique selling proposition was going to be a seven day a week podcast and people said I was crazy and Mm -hmm. I was. But guess what? I was so crazy that no one else was doing it. Now, I, I've been featured in Time Magazine. I've been featured in Inc. Magazine. You know, I'm generating over 450,000 unique downloads per month of this podcast because of guests like you are coming on, Aaron, sharing these amazing journeys and the ripple effect that you and I right now today are causing together is incredibly powerful. Excited to be part. So, Aaron, let's kind of continue to move forward in your journey because we talked about some struggles and failures that you had early on. And then obviously about the end sex trafficking that really kind of took off for you in a lot of different areas for a lot of different reasons. Let's talk about an aha moment that you had when this light bulb just really went off. Tell us that actual story, Aaron. Take us there with you so we can really see 
what you were doing when that moment happened, when that light bulb went off, and then the steps that you took afterwards to turn it into a success? Well, a big one for me was just asking for help. That was a huge, huge lesson yes. learned, um, you know, when taking on the campaign, whether I was asking for writers for the book or whether I was asking for help promoting or for donations. And, um, you know, you it's like this complete fear of rejection, rejection that you have, especially, you know, and I always, I always bring up Seth Godin because, you know, he's such a well-known name. He's amazing, innovative entrepreneur. He's written so many books and we're all such huge fans of him. And for me to even think in my mind that (laughs) emailing him was, you know, and getting a response was going to be a possibility was completely crazy. But, um, you know, I, I just, I did it and I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to ignore me or he's going to say no. And literally within an hour after emailing him, he emailed me and said, yes, something like this. And he had already given me his essay. I was completely blown away and just, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe that, you know, this, you know, I felt like I was going to be rejected. And, you know, you, you go through these feelings of, you know, well, who am I? What have I done? What kind of name have I established for myself? Oh, maybe he's going to go to my website and see, like, what is she actually doing? And, you know, when you put yourself out there and actually ask, and instead of, you know, I didn't just email him trying to promote myself or trying to, you know, get him on some sort of paid product I was creating. Not like there's anything wrong with that, but I brought my passion and, you know, I I put some statistics in the email about sex trafficking in case he was not aware. And I kept it extremely short. It was very respectful of his time. I think I even said, I'm going to keep this at five sentences because I know you're slammed. And, you know, that, that obviously spoke to him and, you know, through all of the asks that I made, as scary of, as they were, I grew so much. And I realized that there are so many people that want to help us as entrepreneurs or as, just as humans do what we're craving to do, what we're desiring to do. We just have got to reach out and ask them. Aaron, you just shared so many pieces of gold there. I mean, mm-hmm. from the five sentences, Seth Godin is a really busy guy. And I felt incredibly lucky when I got him an Entrepreneur on Fire. It was a very similar thing. I said, Seth, Entrepreneur on Fire, will you be on it? We're looking to inspire millions. He said back, yes, how about tomorrow, 1 p.m.? I'm like, what? Is it really? <laughs> You're like, sure. Clear uh, my calendar. <laughs> calendar cleared. Like, I'm getting married tomorrow, but no, no longer. Like, we're pushing that back. But no, seriously, it was just like that for me as well. So it's so valuable for Fire Nation to listen to these stories and to say, get out there and ask, what are you scared about? And you brought up another great point that I want to talk about really briefly when you said, you know, who am I to make this ask or to do these things? And Seth Godin himself actually is the person who talks so eloquently about that. And that's the imposter syndrome. And Aaron, you have the imposter syndrome. I have the imposter syndrome. President Obama has the imposter syndrome. We are born with the imposter syndrome. You can't not have it. It's innate. It's like being afraid of heights. You have the imposter syndrome. And 
that's just one thing that we need to know, accept, and deal with, embrace it, and just know that, you know what, I'm going to have those feelings, but I can overcome them, and I can still make that big ask and face that fear of rejection and that fear of failure. So, so many great lessons that you're sharing with us from these experiences. And what I want you to do, Aaron, is really boil it down into just one clear lesson that you learned from these aha moments, from these failures that you can share with Fire Nation. I've found that the only way to quiet the chatter, and by chatter I mean is the fear, is the imposter syndrome, all of that, is to take action. Boom. Take action, Fire Nation. That is the key. That's the theme of this interview, and you know that I love when themes develop, and this is a powerful one indeed. So, Aaron, have you had an I've made it moment? Probably speaking at TEDx, and you know, it, it's so funny because that was the first time I've even been invited to speak somewhere publicly. So, you know, the whole imposter syndrome, of course, popped up. And there were parts of me that wanted to scream, no, I can't do it. I'm not ready. But then my husband's like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I've been, I would love to be invited. You cannot say no. So, you know, we flew to Colorado and it was an amazing experience. And sure, I don't have a million views on my TEDx, you know, video on YouTube. But just the fact that I was asked and, the, you know, I was able to share my story and to inspire people was such an honor. And, um, you know, from literally it was a year, just a year before that we had just gotten off food stamps when I was standing on the TEDx stage. So I was just so thankful, just so, so thankful and felt so blessed to be there. That is such an I've made a moment. This is why I ask this question. I don't always get great responses to it. But this is an example why I asked the question because this was a great response. That is an I've made a moment. Aaron, you were passionate about something. You went after it. And a year later, you're on stage on a TEDx stage talking about it. So let's just kind of back up a little bit because this is a little too big just to kind of brush over. How did that whole thing happen? Talk to us about them reaching out to you, the build up to it, and the actual presentation. Well, you know, it was actually, once again, just a testimony of, um, you know, taking something on that um, really isn't about making money, but it's about giving back. Um, I invited a friend of mine, Nick Armstrong, out in Colorado to be one of the writers for the book, because as you may or may not know, there were 60 writers. So I asked a lot of friends and lots, a lot of people I really looked up to. And I had no idea that every year he curated a TEDx out in Colorado. No idea. Like TEDx was not even in my scope at that time. And um, it must have been a year after I invited him to write for the book, he emailed me and asked, asked me probably five months before the event. And so, you know, like I said, I wanted to scream no, but I totally, I totally replied yes. And um, gosh, I was so confused as to where to start about writing it. I had so many ideas and it was really hard for me to narrow it down. I had a really good conversation with another mentor of mine, Diana Valentine. And she's like, you know, what is one thing that you would love them to leave with? And I came up with the somewhat controversial for someone who doesn't cuss too much, but yet fun and memorable title of F your plan and find your point. And I really, you know, encouraged people to to drop their plans and, and find their point. And, and I, you know, I gave amazing stories of, you know, the guy who started charity water, um, you know, and a friend of mine, Aaron weed who started girls fight back. And of course included my own story. 
And, you know, once I, once I let go of this idea of I was going to be writing this like 10 page research paper in college or something and just started putting down my ideas and my thoughts and my questions down on note cards, things really started to move, <laughs> move together and come together and align into what would be a TEDx talk. Powerful, Aaron. Well, I look forward to linking to this TEDx talk in the show notes. And just because of the power of putting things out in the universe, I also hope to one day speak at a TEDx conference. There I said it. Oh, maybe yes. it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But if it, oh, it'll happen. the opportunity happen. arises, Aaron, I'm saying yes, even though the imposter syndrome within me will be saying no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, John. I have a feeling. Uh, you're the best, Aaron. So listen, let's move to present time now. I really want to talk about today and things that you have going on right now. Use this as a platform to share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you right now? Well, right. I have several things going on right now, John. It's probably <laughs> the know. busiest time in my life. Um, well, right now I'm running my course, which really can always be going on because I have a self-paced version as well. It's called Rocket Your Revolution. And it takes entrepreneurs from the very beginning to, you know, to figuring out their cause to the end where you're, you know, asking people to jump on board or, you know, aligning it with your business or launching it on Indiegogo, whatever it may be. That's like a six week course. I'm in that right now. And, and quite funny enough, I scheduled at the same exact time as the beginning and end of our Indiegogo campaign for Insect Trafficking Day. And that will be wrapping up soon. And hopefully by the time people are listening, we raised $25,000 right now. We're halfway there. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And then in December, our second child is coming. And then I'm hopefully going to allow myself to take off two months. Yes. And, and, you know, I've, I've started working with clients privately um, in day-long sessions that are super productive. Um, you know, they usually come with this passion project idea or, or social business shift they're craving to do. And that has been so much fun to work with someone that long for one day and just really get into their plans, their vision, all of that. Make them ask people, do all of those sorts of fun things. So, those are some of the many things that are going on right now. That's powerful. And I just want to reach into that last point about the all day intensive. Those are so powerful. You can get so much stuff mm-hmm. done in that one day all intensive. But you know, one thing that I really struggle with with most mentors is they say, you know, yeah, we're going to have a, a 45 or an hour a minute phone call once a month. You know, we'll do email check ins every now and then. And I'm like, you know, I need more consistency. I mean, I want somebody that's there and like really just giving me the once over and doing a one day intensive, I can just see that being so powerful on so many levels. In fact, I mentor a maximum of four people in the podcasting world and I'm always at that four person maximum, but I still always make sure that we have a weekly call. I always want to be on the phone every single week checking in because that is where I really feel the benefit comes with that really intensive engagement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing people a disservice if I'm working with them on a monthly basis and not really getting in their face, so to speak. Get in your face. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, Aaron, well, these have just been some incredible insights. And we're just going to take one minute here to thank our sponsors. What do I love about 99designs? 
What's not to love? I recently finished a logo project at 99designs and I could not have been happier with the entire experience. The best part was the system was super easy to use and the designers I worked with were great. Here's how it works. Start by telling 99designs what you need. Once you enter your request, dozens of designers from their community will submit quality designs created just for you. Next, you'll have four days to give each of the designers your feedback to help them refine their designs so you can end up with exactly what you're looking for. The last step, select the design you love and pay. Are you ready to start your next design project? You can for as low as $199 and get a $99 power pack of services for free by going to 99designs.com slash fire. 99designs.com slash fire. Automation has to be one of the most valuable time and money-saving techniques to hit the online marketing community. With automation, you can set multiple things up at the same time and then schedule them to happen exactly when the time is right. For me, I'm able to schedule out interviews for Entrepreneur on Fire weeks in advance if I want to. I just upload them to Libsyn, set the date and time I want the episode to be released, and then I'm done. I don't have to worry about that episode getting lost or not being released on time. I know that Libsyn is going to take care of it for me. This is the same way I feel about Carbonite. Carbonite automatically and constantly works on backing up my computer, so I know I don't have to worry about my files being lost. You can start a free trial at Carbonite.com with the offer code FIRE and get two bonus months for free if you decide to buy. Don't let another day go by without the safety and security that Carbonite provides. Go to Carbonite.com and enter the offer code FIRE. And this is actually a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Awesome. Hit me. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of of, uh, probably losing insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those Canadians have it all, don't they? Right. (laughs) What is the best advice you've ever received? Just start. Can you share one of your personal habits, Erin, that you feel attributes to your success? Probably using Trello for um, super huge projects like Insex Trafficking Day. It's free and I love it. Well, I hope you didn't just step on your toes for the next question, which is, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it would have to be Trello.com. It's free. It's it's awesome. Like Basecamp, I definitely recommend it. So let's back up then because we're talking more about a habit, like going for a walk every day or doing push-ups. What is something that you believe attributes to your success? Oh, definitely prayer and having faith that that God is going to take over things and that it's not just me being the one that does all the work. Well, wonderful. And I don't want Fire Nation to forget that you can find the links to the resource that Aaron recommended, which is Trello and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash Aaron Giles. And that's Giles with a G. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, Aaron, what would it be? Ooh, a quick and fast one, Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. Love it. 
Uh, once you get on a Stephen Pressfield kick, it's hard to get yeah. off it. Yeah. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Aaron, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Gosh, and I'm single too? No husband and no <laughs> you don't know. Child? You don't know anybody. <laughs> oh, well, I would definitely try and book a trip somewhere I've never been. I want to go to Italy so bad. And that's not an entrepreneurial answer, but <laughs> I would want to travel. Hey, this answer needs to be, what would Erin Giles do if her food and shelter was taken care of? And if that's what you would do, Erin, mm-hmm. power to you. I mean, we need to take opportunities as they come. And this would be a great opportunity for you to see the Coliseum. Exactly. So Aaron, I've really enjoyed hearing your journey. You've been so open and honest with your struggles, your challenges and failures, the aha moment that you had and how you turned that moment into success. Just really powerful stuff. But give us one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. My parting piece of guidance would would be a bit what I shared earlier is just start. You are seriously never going to feel ready. You can find me at AaronGiles.com and, of course, Twitter at Aaron M. Giles. I happily welcome tweets. Powerful stuff, Aaron. And Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because Aaron is hanging out in the archives. Just type in E-R-I-N into that nice search bar that we have and her show notes page will pop right up. And Aaron, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. Mental and emotional stresses can be overwhelming, but many people don't realize that stress can actually make you fat. One of my listeners, John Gabriel, recently underwent an amazing transformation. After gaining 200 pounds during the startup phase of his business, John went on to lose all the weight naturally using a mind-body approach that he documented in his book, The Gabriel Method. To learn more and to get John's book for free, visit freegabrielmethodbook.com. That's freegabrielmethodbook.com. Fire Nation, we have to take care of ourselves. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 